live here on the New Thought Media Network. This is the Friday Evening Fireside Chat. My name is Pastor Michael Mangus, and we are so glad to be with you this evening. And thank you to Reverend Robert and also Diego producing our program this evening. So for those of you who are not familiar with the Fireside Chat, let me just kind of bring you up to speed. This is our second program here on the New Thought Media Network. And the purpose of the program here is to talk about contemporary issues from a spiritual standpoint. And as I said last week, we are in the midst of seemingly chaos. So what I'm doing is the most pastoral thing to do, and that is to give comfort, guidance, and direction through this very interesting time. I want to thank everyone for their love and support of the program. We received well over 350 views last week, and that's without really going out there and promoting the program. So again, we thank every one of you. Please, if you could, the best way that you can support this program is by sharing it. If the message touches you this evening, please go ahead and just share it on your Facebook page. That gets the word up better than anything that we could do. I'm going to introduce our very special guest here in just a few moments, Mr. Ray McLeod. I'd like to wish everyone a very happy Labor Day weekend, the unofficial end of summer. Talking about labor, I would like to say congratulations to the following new ministers in Centers for Spiritual Living who passed their ministerial board yesterday. Congratulations to Reverend Champion Fleming, Reverend Dan Grandum, uh, Reverend Alicia Hayden, Reverend Rick Kearney, Reverend Russ Laguerre, who I know was in my ministerial class down in Dayton, Reverend Judy Ohuna, who is, oh, excuse me, Osuna, who was in my one of my classes too. Reverend Nicole Roberts, Reverend Veronica Silva, and also Marilyn Sprague. All brand new ministers of Centers for Spiritual Living. So we'd like to congratulate them this evening. So again, our fireside chat, again, we talk about contemporary issues, again, from a spiritual perspective. And again, the views and opinions expressed are those of my own <laughs> and not those of Centers for Spiritual Living, New Thought Media Network, or anyone dead or alive, okay? So as they say in the 12-step program, please take what you like and leave the rest. I'm going to start off today talking about COVID-19. And again, the numbers that I am about to cite are just to keep us aware. They're not to keep us in fear. The total cases as of yesterday off the CDC website, 6,087,403. Our total deaths are up 5,000 from last week to 185.92. And the cases this week 
288,357. Many of the schools have opened back up with mixed results here. Many school districts are doing remote learning only. Some are doing a hybrid. What they're doing is they're having class some days and then in person and then the other days then online. This is the same thing that's happening also with universities. And what is happening sometimes is that they do have a COVID outbreak. And so they're having to re-shut down the universities and the schools. The latest news on a vaccine is by the end of the year, I know that there have been reports on the news saying that there could be a vaccine by November 1st. However, Dr. Anthony Fauci, our nation's top infectious expert, says not likely. So it's probably going to be towards the beginning of 2021. Let's understand that COVID-19 is affecting everyone. And I didn't even mention that it's also affecting our populations of color, of black and brown people. A lot, with a lot of deaths and a lot of infectious infection. So like I said last week again, the most spiritual thing you can do is this. <laughs> Wear a mask properly, which is over the mouth and over the nose. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and social distance. Those are the three things that you can do that are the most loving things that you can do because it not only helps you, but also it assists other people. Also see, know, visualize a world where this pandemic is over. Again, we can use our consciousness. We can use our light to be able to make a big change in this. And finally, Please love and care for one another. Go out of your way to help and assist other people. But again, Michael, you don't understand. I see a lot of people at the grocery store who are not social distancing. They're not wearing a mask. Well, you social distance. You wear a mask. You continue to do what you do. And bless those people. Bless them. I'd like to remind you here, and if you just tuned in here, you are with us for our Friday evening fireside chat here on the New Thought Media Networks. I'm Pastor Michael Mangus. It's really good to have you with us this evening, and I will have a very special guest here in just a few moments. The outcry for racial justice continues around our country in Kenosha County, Wisconsin, uh, it's lifting its curfew because the protests have been peaceful the past few days. Again, the protests have centered around the shooting of Jacob Blake, 29. 
shot seven times in the back in front of his children. And I know that Ray McLeod will have a few opinions and thoughts about that. Both former Vice President Joe Biden and also President Donald Trump visited Kenosha this past week. Now, the news reports have said this, that over half the arrests have been people out of town. The protests have been mostly peaceful. So a few weeks ago, when they started protesting in Pittsburgh, I had one of the members of my congregation go out to the protest. And what he told me was that there were instigators who went ahead and burned a police car down. And there were protesters going up to these individuals and saying, you're not helping us by doing this. So if we are to go out into the streets, let's do it peacefully. Love conquers everything. We cannot go out there and promote violence. Violence will not solve anything. However, our collective voice, again, will shift the consciousness of this planet. So many have asked on social media, on the regular news, how do we stop the protest? The answer is simple. Have the police stop killing black men and women and have new training and guidelines for the police. Again, my guest today will share a little bit more about that here in a few moments. And for the good law enforcement folks, of which I know many of them, they need to clean house on their own. Turn in the individuals that are reacting, not responding. Let us stop the senseless killing here. There's other ways of handling this other than going ahead and shooting a man in the back seven times in front of his children. So the violence here has been instigated by outside influences who want a race war. They want chaos. Let's understand that most of this has been peaceful. So again, what can we do? We can continue to demand justice and the end to racial inequality. And I'm so glad that we're addressing the issue as a society, not just from the point of the unfortunate shootings, but from the point of the systemic uh, racism that we have had to deal with here for centuries. 
we need to keep up the pressure on our elected officials. And one of the things that we need to ask them as they campaign for our vote in November is what are they going to do to reform the system? We need to visualize a world that does work for everyone in which the qualities of peace and justice and harmony and plenty exist for all. We need to be an ally for equality. And for those of us, again, and I'm holding up my hand because it represents, again, my white skin, I need to use my privilege to speak up for other people, to support them, to love them. All of this needs to stop. And again, remember that the racism, especially in public and also in the corporate world, has been covert and not overt. Remember I talked about last week the whole idea of the microaggressions on African-American women who are emergency doctors. It's just that a lot of this... <laughs> Again, it's been hidden for many years. We need to stop it. And I commend CSL and the Committee for Inclusion and Diversity for their fine work. So 2020 has been a year of shift. It's been a year of movement. All of what is happening is not all bad. However, again, as I said last week and will continue to say, either we can let these times either bless us or burn us. It's our pick. What we are witnessing here is a radical shift. And that's the reason why I have been using this platform and other platforms to say that we in New Thought, we in this powerful teaching can lead the way. We can let our light shine so that other people can let their light shine. So one more comment, and then we will do some announcements and then join our guest who is on live. So I received a phone call yesterday from a nonpartisan group, and I put that in quotes because I didn't know if they were nonpartisan or not. What they wanted to do was they wanted me to put on our website voting information with their name on it, encouraging voting. Again, very nice lady. She was calling all of the churches and the faith communities, telling them to, if they could, put up their material. I told her, no, thank you. And this is the reason. Even though that some of my views on this program may seem political, they're not. And that I will not endorse a candidate from this platform or any other platform that I have available to me. The reason being, it's not my place. 
I have my views, I have my opinions. However, they may not be yours. But I encourage everyone to do one thing, and that is to vote. Go out there and vote. Did I tell you to vote? <laughs> Go out there and vote. And again, make sure that you check to see whether or not you're registered or not. And then please vote either in person or by mail. And also, do not let anyone discourage you from voting. Do not let anyone discourage you from voting. This is one of the privileges that we have in this country. So just vote. Make sure that your voice is heard. Your voice is important. Each and every vote counts. So just vote. So do you uh, hear at the end of those political messages that says, paid for by the blah, 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 this so-and-so, the secretary, well, the following message is paid for by nobody. I just really encourage everyone to go out there and vote. Your voice is important. Your voice must be heard. So if you want to see the change, then you're going to need to vote to change. And as I said before, what we are going to need to do here is to, again, keep the pressure on our elected officials. who I believe are doing the very best they can in the moment. And I also want to say this. We mentioned this last week when I read a meme from the Diversity and Inclusion Committee of Centers for Spiritual Living. We need to love those people in our centers and in our spiritual community who have views that are opposite of ours. I heard of this week, one of my Facebook friends attending a very large New Thought Church, getting all kinds of hassle about his views and opinions. People unfriending him, people giving him a hard time online. Love is the answer here. We must lovingly we don't have to agree with them. But for us as spiritual people, if we are coming from that place of heart-centered love, then those individuals, those people, who we disagree with, let us enter into a loving dialogue with them. I know of one friend of mine from the East Coast, practitioner, I know that this person would give the shirt off of his back if he thought it would help someone. And him and I go at it on Facebook. But we've agreed as brothers. We've agreed to always to maintain our friendship. We've agreed to 
agree when we can agree, disagree when we, dis we can disagree, but not to break the friendship. I've heard of several cases of this. We must love individuals and people, no matter what their opinion is. And again, to enter into loving conversation with them. Them leaving, us going ahead and doing a very Amish thing and that shunning them will not bring them to the light, in my opinion. I believe that what will bring forth their magnificence will be, again, our love. Our having loving conversations with these individuals. Of us praying for them. So we need to be love, we need to be peace. And it needs to start within our own spiritual communities. How can we share peace if we do not have peace with each other? This is not about not speaking up. This is about us loving one another. Okay? All right. Well, hello there, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to the Friday Evening Fireside Chat here live on the New Thought Media Network. I am Pastor Michael Mangus. Really good to have you here. We are recording here on September the 4th, 2020. We're moving into the fall season, the time of change and growth, and I will probably talk about that here in the next few weeks. So for a few announcements, and I talked about this last week, is that many people on Facebook have asked me, how am I doing now that I'm back in Akron? And again, I'm doing very well. Again, thank you to Reverend Robert and all the fine folks at New Thought Media Network for putting on the fireside chat. We need to be having these kinds of conversations by us saying, well, the condition is not there, is not going to improve it. We need to be having these loving conversations about this. So yours truly has been helping and attending at the Summit CSL in Akron, Ohio, the wonderful teaching chapter there. If you'd like more information about that community, it's summit, S-U-M-M-I-T-C-S-L.org. More information about our weekly services on the Facebook Live, and also on, on the website. Access us also through Zoom and also on Facebook. Again, last Sunday was wonderful. We had a discussion on joy. And this month, we are focusing on the spiritual principle of balance. We'll be talking about balance in all areas of our lives. So again, uh, please join us this Sunday at 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific. For those of you on Pacific time, again, wake up with us. What a wonderful way to start your day on Sunday. If you'd like to connect with me, my email address is Pastor Michael Mangus 
last name spelled M-A-N-G-U-S at gmail.com, Pastor Michael Mangus at gmail.com. Again, I'm doing a limited amount of practitioner sessions. So if you're interested, again, please, 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 please go ahead and email me. Also, I'm available to guest speak. Zoom is absolutely wonderful because <laughs> I can speak anywhere from here. So please get a hold of me if you would like a guest speaker for your center. Also, uh, I am also performing uh, wedding ceremonies here in the Northeastern Ohio, Western Pennsylvania area. Again, if you'd like more information about that, please, again, PastorMichaelMangus at gmail.com would love to talk with you. So my plans here are to continue my work with Holmes Institute. Again, I will be done by next year. I will continue again my show here on the New Thought Media Network. And also Reverend Robert and I are talking about maybe Here's truly hosting a music show. Again, we're working on that. But I'm going to continue being a shining light. And as I said last week, is that anything that I say that upsets you, hopefully it will cause you to think. That is the purpose of that. I'm trying to get you to have a new thought about this. Once again, this is the Friday Evening Fireside Chat here on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Pastor Michael Mangus, and very nice to have you with us. I would like to introduce our very special guest here from Cleveland, Ohio. I lovingly call him the Facebook mystic, and that is Ray McLeod. Ray is one of my Facebook friends, and let me tell you something. Usually what happens is that Ray will go ahead and he'll put something up on his Facebook page that at that moment I really need to hear. So he has been in the uh, Self-Realization Fellowship uh, since 1968. He was initiated into Kriya Yoga in 1971. His guru has been the late Roy Eugene Davis. He has participated at not only religious science churches, but also at Christian science churches. Again, he is non-affiliated. He's on his own, <laughs> as he said. Um, Ray has written a book, and again, if you go on Ray A. McLeod, he will give you more information about a wonderful book called The 12 Steps to Self-Mastery which is a wonderful book that was written for the Gen Z and also for the wonderful millennials that we have out there to condense spiritual principle in a way that they understand. Ray also is a fourth degree black belt in Okinawan karate. He also holds the title of Master Instructor in the Chinese Martial Arts, with the title being Sifu, spelled S-I-F-U. Ray is the only man that I know, and the only person that I know, that has a 55-gallon drum in his house that's filled with gravel. 
so that he can practice toughening up his hand so that he can break through granite, not <laughs> wood, granite. But again, all of that just shows, again, how extremely powerful that we are. So it is my privilege to introduce to you my longtime friend, the Facebook mystic. That's Ray McLeod. Ray, welcome to our program this evening. Thank you. And um, uh, thank you for having me. Thank you. So, Ray, again, you have been in metaphysics for a long time. So what is your overall opinion about what's being brought to light about the police brutality and the racial inequality? Well, um, I think that, and including COVID, is all a result of lack of self-realization, spiritual self-realization. Um, I'll, I'll deal with the outer, and then, and then I'll explain what I mean. Um, on the inner level. Uh, outwardly, as far as the uh, police uh, brutality, you know, we hear the slogan, Black Lives Matter. And sometimes some people get offended, all lives matter, blue lives matter. But what we really mean is Black lives are targeted. They're the ones that are being hunted down, uh, shot, um, suspected, of being criminals even when they're not. Uh, and it's it's so common, it's just a way of life. You just grow up knowing that you have a target on you. Um, with the uh, police brutality, with the black community, this has always been happening. It's just now with the cameras and social media and TV, the rest of the world has now have an opportunity to see what we've always been talking about. But as far as ourselves, it's, it's always been that way. Um, I think that back in the day, you know, people, police were referred to as peace officers. And I think that it's a different attitude when you come into a situation as a peace officer, you know, you come to bring peace or establish peace there versus nowadays they call them law enforcement officers. So then they feel they have to make you obey their commands, make you obey the laws. And that's a completely different mindset. Some of these beatings and some of these shootings are simply because someone resisted the command or didn't obey the command or, or ran or got scared uh, or the officer just trying to show his dominance that he can enforce. But if you notice, some of these officers also take that home. They beat their wives. Uh, they uh, become alcoholics. They're more suicidal because they're stuck in that mindset that they must enforce. You do it because I. I told you so. Um, and so I think that that mindset has to change uh, back to we're peace officers. You know, some people say, well, uh, they won't don't want criminals running rampant and things like this. And we agree. Black community agree. But 
some of these people were just sleeping in their car, uh, walking home from buying some Skittles or something. Some of them obeyed the police officers, did not run, were handcuffed, and then choked out. Why would you choke out a person and he's already handcuffed? So uh, four or five policemen beating on one person, you know, is 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 just tragic. Um, but I think that there should be more transparency, cameras, things like this. There should be more accountability. Uh, and I also think that um, the conversation, you know, you say, well, what can we do? Uh, especially what can the white community do is to continue to have this conversation. I was around when the riots were in the 60s. Why should we be still going through this now? It's because the conversation died out. It, 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 you, you see, no one was continuing to address it. Keep this thing going now forever. It's not over. It's not going to be over the next year, the next year, the next year. Keep it going. Uh, racism is easy because all it is is just looking at a person's skin and conjuring up every negative idea you can about that person uh, and then acting on it, you see. And that's why I say it's a lack of self-realization. When you know who you are spiritually, you know who everyone else is spiritually, just like with the prayer, our Father. So that makes us all brothers and sisters. Some may be misguided brothers and sisters, but we're all family. Uh, even the nonviolent protesters have not yet come up to that highest of realization as, as King did back in the day. King had that realization of oneness. You had to love or not participate in his march. You see, some of these protesters, they are correct in what they're protesting about, but they have hate. I hate what you did to me, and I hate you. And and I'm 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 not violent, but I just hate you. You you cannot do it that way. You have to start on the inside with I recognize you as my brother. I love you. We've got to stop this. Then you have something going for you other than just the law of you know the police and, and, and the government through voting. You have an actual love, an actual force, a physical it presence. That's what changes people. You see, and and we have to come from there just rather than just demanding our rights, demanding our rights. And we're really not saying you got to love us. Just don't kill us. Just don't target us. You know, um, and like I say, as people in new thought or or spirituality, we have to, like I say, become even more self realize how do we see other people do we see them as the divine uh how do we see what's going on out in the world everybody oh this is going on and that's going on. is that the world that you see we must know behind the appearances there's that pattern of perfection that never changes 
if you read the science my textbook, what they say, disregarding all evidence to the contrary, regardless of what conditions that exist. See, that is our challenge, or not really a challenge, but you know what? That is our temptation. What you see going on out there is a temptation for you not to believe, for you to doubt that there's only one power and one presence, which is always working for our highest good. That's what it's trying to get you to do, whether you call it sickness, pandemic, whether you call it the race riots or whatever, from an inner point of view, all that is is a temptation to get you to disbelieve what is spiritually true. And what is spiritually true is true all the time. All the time. We don't have yeah. to make it so it is so, but we do have to recognize it. I don't have to visualize peace. Peace is there if we but recognize it. If we but just be still, peace is there. And so our challenge in, in, for the ones that are on the spiritual path is to hold on to our, our truth while acting in the material world. You mentioned so, about the mask. It doesn't mean that I believe that disease is real. All these things are just false thoughts and beliefs materializing. I know that at the essence, perfection is the real state of our being. Now, outwardly, I'm obeying the law. There may be other people that may not be at my level of realization. I may not need the mask at all and don't have to worry about sickness. But is everyone else at that same level of realization? So I obey the law. I don't get offended and the government's not going to tell me what to do and things like this here. I play my part, but I know my inner truth. So I'm going to let you, you take a breath here. <laughs> I, that's what I like about my guest here is that I can just go ahead and just let them go. Again, uh, this is the Friday evening. Fireside Chat here on the New Thought Media Network. We're talking to my very good friends and special guest, wonderful man who I call the Facebook mystic. That's Ray A. McLeod. Again, you can go on, find him on Facebook, become his Facebook friend, because I'm going to tell you something. It has, it really helps me when Ray puts up things like, again, self-realization will end all racism. So he puts up things like that. Ray, uh, just, I wanted to ask you just a few more questions. We have a few more minutes here. Sure. You were shot by the police by a black police officer several years ago. So what happened and what did you learn through that? Okay. Uh, it was in my apartment and, um, well, I thought he was a friend <laughs> and, um, long story short, I was laughing. I had my back turned looking out the window. When I turned back, bang, I was shot in the mouth point blank range. The barrel of the gun actually went into my mouth. Trigger pulled it immediately. Um, I hit the floor. I thought he actually had missed me and it hit the wall. So I got back up off the floor. Um, of course, I'm bleeding and everything. Uh, I was the only one that was calm. He was screaming and hollering and I was giving directions, had somebody call 911, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
now he claimed it was an accident. Uh, I got a chance to see the system in action. Uh, one set of police came and arrested him, put handcuffs on him. The other set came in right behind him, said, take the handcuffs off, you know, and uh, as far as dealing with the prosecutors and the police, the prosecution was hesitant as far as charges because the police union and whatnot would no longer cooperate with them if they prosecuted a police officer. So on and on and on. Now, what I uh, learned, some people said, well, how did you? Well, first off, I learned this, that I, I had been meditating and practicing the principles before. When I got shot, I did not pray to live. Um, I did not pray at all. I just went into the zone, so to speak. I just went into the presence because I know that at some point we're all going to leave. I thought that was my time, a bullet to the head. Uh, I just wanted to be in the presence when I go. It just happened that being in the presence, I didn't go and I didn't need um, plastic surgery or anything like this here, you see. Um, in addition to that, it was my spirituality that helped me get past that. Uh, you know, it, you, you, everybody is functioning the best they can from the level of understanding that they have at that moment. But again, beyond that, at the core level, I was never touched. The eye of me was never touched. We're not talking about the body. We're talking about the true self of me was never hurt. The true self of him was never a perpetrator. That's just the false self. So you, again, you have this choice. Which one are you going to live by? I could have lived by, well, he did this and he did that, but what am I identifying with when I say that? Am I identifying with the true self or with the false self? You see, so I chose, it made me go even deeper into my spirituality and identify with the true self. And I feel that also helped the healing, the physical healing, because I was identifying with my true self. I've been injured before uh, they were going to amputate my uh, uh, big toe. I told the doctors, no, they were like, well, we know you just don't want your toe amputated. I said, not that, but I don't see the need for it. I don't, I don't believe there's a need for it. And boy, it was ugly. You see what I'm saying? I've shown, well, you know, sometimes I've even called some practitioners, even one at their large church you're talking about. And they said, well, you know, you can't be in denial. I mean, there's some people that got gangrene and had to get the whole leg cut off. And I'm like, wow, this is coming from a practitioner. But I really got into my practice and contemplating, not so much mental force, but contemplating all those ideas out and thinking about what, it, what, what does it say spiritually? It says spiritually perfection is the real state of your being, regardless of the appearances. I said, wow, do you know what that means? Regardless of what this is looking like. It got to the point where I realized that this perfection would be true whether they amputated the toe or not. And I just let go because I know that perfection never changes. 
Then all of a sudden it started healing. It got to the point where the doctor said, we got to take pictures. This, <laughs> this is a miracle. This is what they said. This is a miracle. You yeah. see, and they had to follow. It's like you're that lizard where you cut off the tail and it just grows right back. We don't understand it. And so to this day, it's never been as a matter of fact, it healed so good. I went to the hospital and, and the doctor was looking at both my feet. And I said, well, yeah, doc, you know, I had a problem with the one. And he said, yeah, I can see it. I said, no, it's the other. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Part. It had healed where it even looked better. <laughs> yes, than the other one. You see, so these principles work in spite of what's going on out here in the world. Like I say, it's the because even if we didn't have this pandemic or what's going on with the police, up, they have been diseases. There have been wars. Everything is still is still been here. But as a person in new thought and in spirituality, it's simply just a temptation saying, do you want to believe this or do you want to believe that? And take the time to really be quiet and center yourselves in these truths. It doesn't take mental force, but just brush aside those ideas and center yeah. on what is the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a few more minutes. Ray, you're, you're absolutely wonderful. And I, I agree with you again that it that's a real powerful testimony to how the principles do work when we do when we work them. Um, mm -hmm. We saw on TV the video of Jacob Blake, 29, being shot in the back seven times in front of his children. Again, you are extremely experienced in martial arts. I think that you had at one time some police officers who you trained. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. so you, yes. Okay. Yeah. So what what could, and you've reviewed the tape, what could yeah. have been done <clears throat> to prevent that? Well, there could have been a lot of things. The first thing to to have prevent that is that the police have to understand that the gun is not the first option. It's not is not an option. You see, they're so quick to think, pull the trigger, shoot. No, that's not an option. So, if that was not in his mind, he would have done something else. He could have leaned against the door as the guy tried to open it. You see what I'm saying? He was right standing right beside the door as the guy came around the vehicle. He could have tackled him. He could have put his foot in the back of the guy's knee and made him kneel to the floor. You, you see what I'm saying? Um, but to just open fire, you don't know whether the guy had a weapon or not. He hadn't even reached. If it was a weapon in the car, he had not reached it by the time the police officer opened fire. So at the time he was shot, he did not have a weapon, you see. And to shoot seven times, well, he intended to kill him. He intended to make sure he was dead. But as you say, what about his kids in the car and things like this here? And uh, that'll leave an impression on their mind. But you remember back in the past, the Willie Lynch philosophy, they intend to scare the kids. They intend to do things like this to break their spirit so that they grow up fearing, you see. Uh, a lot of times, you know, people say, well, what do you expect from the police? We expect them to live by a higher standard. Remember, they've been trained. 
same thing if you train a soldier and he goes to war, but the soldier says, I'm scared. Uh, you know, I'm not going forward. You see what I mean? We had the nerve to call these people our heroes, but then turn around, well, it was only natural for him to be afraid and, and open fire and things like, in this type of profession, you can't have those type of mistakes. We're to hold these people to a much higher standard. Yes, they should turn in bad police officers. I'm not saying all police officers are bad. I have members in my family that are police officers, but there are some bad police officers and you're dealing with life and death. You can't make, it's just like they had an example of airplane pilots. They can't make a mistake. Oh, I only crashed two planes, I'll, I'll be okay. You see, they'll let the police officers do things like this, reprimand them for a couple of weeks and they're still hired or they fire them from one police department, they go to another police department. A lot of these guys that's doing this violence have a record of it. They should not be in the field. They should have a psychological test required and they should not be, be in the field. Same thing with our political leaders. We ought to make certain that they have some ethics and morals about them. It's not so much just that we disagree with their politics, but it's how it's done. If you do it with some kindness and compassion, we could deal with because what presidential uh, 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 candidate or president has done everything we want anyway, even if we do get our particular candidate in office. You see what I'm saying? But if you do it with callousness and coldness, that reflects, it goes out across the country and then it entitles other people to respond in the same way. If you have a right. leader that's more compassionate, that will go out and, and this type of violence, the rioting will stop. And you say, well, people oh, say, well, why do people burn up their own? It's just like, with some people have gotten angry at home and just punched the wall or just flipped over the table or just tear their own hair out. Well, that's what they're doing in a way is showing their frustration because they are told that, okay, the killing will stop. Then the very next week, there's another one, you see, and people are just frustrated. It doesn't take a change in the law for people, for police to stop shooting just don't reach for your gun the man is sleeping in his car he runs away does that mean he has to be killed you you, you see what i'm saying it's not where is he going to run to he told you he lived around the corner you see right. what i'm saying okay ray, ray, ray we have a, we have just a few more minutes here okay. um uh you've been watching this evening just a wonderful program here on the Friday Evening Fireside Chat here on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Pastor Michael Mangus with the Friday Evening Fireside Chat. And I have my friend and very special guest this evening, Ray McLeod from Cleveland, Ohio. If you'd like more information about Ray, just go ahead and search for him on Facebook. And again, he has a wonderful site called The uh, 12 Steps to Self-Mastery. Uh, wonderful book. Make sure that you, uh, he sells copies available. Please make sure that you get to read it. Yeah, you can oh, reach yeah, me I, at, oh, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, you can reach me at rayhereandnow at yahoo.com. Rayhereandnow at yahoo.com. And it's Ray A. McLeod on Facebook or Messenger. Ray A. McLeod. And the, um, we have the, uh, that uh, down uh, on our banner here. So again, get in contact. Ray, one one more thing here, and then I'm going to have to 
a few bills okay. here and, and do other things. So what, again, you've been in this teaching a long time. What is your response to individuals who are saying that we should not talk about this? We shouldn't talk about race relations. We should only talk about positive things and, and not, okay. uh, and go and okay. go ahead and deny that. So I'll let you have the final word on that. Okay. We all have a responsibility correctly. We share this world with everyone. Our state of our world reflects our state of consciousness. This is why the protest is worldwide. This is why it's a pandemic. In other words, it's in your face because you share this world too. No one is exempt. So you cannot hide from it. So are you practicing your principles on a world worldwide scale? Are you seeing yourself all right, but those people over there, you see where the break is then? You're supposed to see those people over there as you see yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. You're supposed to see their world, your, the entire world, correct, and to live from that. Right. You see? So, no, they cannot escape. This is, we all play a part in it. We all, Ray, we all gonna, share in this consciousness. We're going to have to have you back here. I mean, we're running out of time here. Uh, Ray A. McLeod, uh, my, my good friend, thank you so very much for your, your input this evening. Uh, we have a few other announcements here before we go this evening. So, again, Ray, thank you. Thank you. Uh, namaste. I salute the divinity. In you. Uh, thank you. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll have you on here in the near future. Ray McLeod, the Facebook okay, mystery. Go ahead and uh, see him on Facebook and become his friend. You will be glad you did. This is a Friday evening fireside chat on the New Thought Media Network. We have a few things to do here before we leave, just to let you know that we need your help here at the New Thought Media Network. We have big plans, big visions, and that if you are blessed by messages like this tonight, if you could please support us, if you go on again, uh, Reverend Robert and Diego should have the, the banner scrolling here. Help us. When we are helped here, that what happens is that we bless the world through our ministry here. So again, your financial support is wonderfully accepted. You are putting your financial seed into good soil here. So again, please, please, please continue, uh, consider a donation to New Thought Media Networks. So again, uh, we will see you again here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, I would just, again, just like to, to end here tonight with a word of prayer. So if you could uh, bow with me in, in your mind, in your heart, in your head, and just know with me the, the one mind that flows in and through us is one of peace and calm and joy. And so we just now recognize that within each and every person. Again, their divine capacity 
And we acknowledge that no matter what the skin color, no matter what the race, creed, or religion, we just now know that, again, that we do have a world that works for everyone. And that world is now manifesting right here and right now. We just give great thanks for all of this tonight. And we just now know that it is so now, right now. And so it is. One more thing here. Again, if you'd like to get in contact with me, it's pastormichaelmangus at gmail.com. Go on the website on summitcsl.org. We'd love to see you this Sunday. We are here for you. We love you. So on behalf of all of us here at New Thought Media Network, I'm Pastor Michael Mangus. From all of us here in Akron and Summit CSL, we wish you a wonderful week.